Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the B-Side Boys podcast, an Iowa rugby podcast. My name is Mr. Gray. And I'm Philly V. And we are brought to you by Central City Liquors, the home of the 15% coupon. You mentioned the B-Side Boys or West Des Moines Wombats. You're going to be getting 15% off your regular priced items. So get on out to uh, Central City Liquors, pick up some booze for that 4th of July weekend party. Do they sell cigarettes and cigars too? Oh my God, you sound terrible. Oh, I know. I got to apologize to everybody listening because... I had a, an extremely wild weekend, and my voice is shot. Yeah, I don't think you even have to say it's shot. People <laughs> people are going to know. And, like, my voice was shot uh, Saturday morning going into Sunday, but I recovered. I also wasn't at Block Party 7s, which we'll get into later. And it's funny, too, because, yeah, we're going to get into that, like, right now. But... Uh, yeah, man, you you sound rough, and <laughs> yeah. I really was going to rely on you to do a heavy load of the talking portion of Block Party 7s because you were there, you were in it, and, you know, I'm going to give you the ball to run with, and uh, you're speechless. I know. Like, like you I know, no voice. I know, it's bad, but I will do my absolute best to say everything as clearly as I possibly can. Oh, yeah, and with that being said, too, we also want to apologize to our audience as well for the audio quality in that last episode. We were really happy to have Tyler Daly from the Iowa City Ducks and the Iowa Hawkeyes head coach, Iowa Rugby Union Vice President. Tyler Daly, great guy. He ran a beautifully run tournament at the Block Party Sevens, an amazing event, 13 men's teams, four women's teams, and they had a tug-of-war competition, just all sorts of things they had to deal with. Uh, some weather and they were able to overcome that but basically that interview i mean it was two and a half hours we have a brand new microphone and that microphone wasn't plugged in correctly and so our audio was from a laptop speaker we're young we're learning we're making some changes we will get better thank you for sticking with us and we hope this is a better listening experience more leveled out uh less less random noises and uh, easier to focus on, except Phil. I love the voice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, we apologize. We yep. we know we listened to it back, and and we need to do better, and we're going to do better for you and for ourselves. And, and yeah, so now to your voice. Now yeah. to the self-inflicted wound of losing it. Walk Party 7s. Uh, just talk. Yeah, no, it was a, like you said, beautifully ran tournament. Um we had a ton of fun, like all the Wombat guys did. We had about 14 guys show up. Uh, our pool play went really well for us. We won all three matches. So before pool. before you you dive too much into Wombat stuff, so there were four pools, yep. 13 total teams. Mm-hmm. The first three pools had three teams each. The Wombats pool had four, four teams. Yep. Um, Des Moines had two sides. Mm-hmm. Iowa City was there. Bremer was there. 
uh, University of Illinois was there. The Iowa Hawkeyes were there. Yeah, there were some teams from uh, Minnesota. Uh, there was a team from Missouri, uh, which the team from Minnesota was really cool. We played them in pool play as well. Were they uh, the Freebirds? Freeborn or uh, it was Freeborn Felons. The free, <laughs> that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So it's a team out of Albert Lee and it's made up of mostly like guys who just recently graduated and some like old boys. Like I asked actually, cause I want to get a scheduled 15s match against okay. them. They don't do 15s. They just oh. do sevens. They have enough guys to do 15s. Are they a brand new team or? No, they've been around for a little while. Okay. But yeah. They just do sevens. They're kind of like the Punishers, like Tri-State Punishers. Oh, okay. Tri-State yeah. Punishers over in the Sioux uh, City area. Sioux yeah. City area. And they only do sevens. We always see them at Toys for Tots. Were they? They weren't there this week. No, weekend. they weren't there. No. Then Peoria. Peoria. Yep. They were there. They actually did pretty well in the tournament. I nice. like their jerseys. They're sick. Are they still yellow and red? Or? Yeah, they had like a mixture of colors. It was like red, yellow, blue. Nice. Like it was kind of similar to uh, Minnesota, like Metropolis's jerseys. Oh, okay. But it was they were really colorful. Well, they were, you know, eye-catching. Nice. I mean, that's like what we did with the Wombats where mm-hmm. we're like, hey, let's do bright teal. That'll catch somebody's eye. And then oh. you go to the Block Party 7s and – the Iowa City Ducks are selling tank tops that are teal. I know. I love it. I'm like, <laughs> I, I think they might have done this for us. <laughs> well, shout out Iowa City. I So I wasn't able to go. My wife could go into labor at any moment. So stayed home and I was doing some woodworking. We're working on some things for the nursery for the new baby. And I was following along on Instagram. Uh, their social media was great all day with the videos the updates on the live Google Excel spreadsheet and just keeping track of everything was awesome because it was killing me not to be there because sevens is a blast. And then also the block party is just a blast in itself. They did a great job updating that. And so what was the play like actually being there? What was the vibe? How were people feeling? And then how did we look? Um, the vibe overall was really good. Everybody seemed like they were having a lot of fun and it was very laid back. Like, player wise nice for the most part i mean it was really funny though one of the very first matches in like the first minute there was a fight like a punch got thrown and stuff and it was like the very first minute like third match who what what teams were they it was independent it was like that independence missouri team and it was freeborn felons which was funny (laughs) um but those guys are really cool and actually the independence guys were really cool too it was just maybe like one bad apple in the batch and he got kicked out and Daly handled it really, really well with all the serves and everything. So like they, you know, took care of it right away, which was awesome to see. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like there was a lot of really good matches. Uh Illinois, who won the whole thing, they looked good. They looked really good. Well, they have their coach uh is Joey. Let me I just want to make sure I have his last name. Joey Rasmus. And he is working with like a high performance group and, oh, was it, I'm blanking on the name here. They, they put on some things. Was it gorilla rugby? Oh yeah. 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 And we're hoping to get him on the show soon. He is really pushing Illinois to be more of a high performance team. The big 10 is tough. Oh yeah. The big 10 is really tough and he wants to make sure his guys are ready. So that's kind of cool to see like this college team is like, we're not, yeah, it might be summer. It's really hard sometimes to get college teams back together. Mm-hmm. You said the Iowa Hawkeyes were there. Yep. No other university was there because a lot of times they split up over the summer. If you want to play for a men's team, go for it. Other guys just stay home eating potato chips, whatever. <laughs> and Illinois, I mean, they had their full roster. It looked, or even if they didn't, they looked 
ready to go. Oh yeah, no, they they were really good. They actually uh, in the quarterfinals they played Omaha Beavers, our nice. buddies, and like those were close matches. Like Beavers looked pretty good too. And they're mostly made up of like college guys or like recently graduated guys. Yeah. So that was really fun to watch. Um, Iowa Hawkeyes boys team looked really good too. I guess Central College, Central, Central Dutch, well, they were there. Yeah, it was a lot of uh, in rugby terms, whores okay. on that team. So, was there a lot of UNI guys on their team? Or? No, a lot of the UNI guys played with Bremer, and okay. they—I mean, there wasn't even a ton of UNI guys either. And we right. got Addison Spear, and he helped us out quite a bit. He played pretty well, nice. even though he stepped on my ankle, and it's kind of twisted a little bit. But it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's uh it's the long con you know knock me out for the fall season he literally did that last year to me too <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so <laughs> illinois college or the university of illinois they end up first place yep uh the first team that the wombats played in pool play was one of the des moines sites which yep. the wombats won 15 to 14 yeah that was a really good match and then the other Des Moines team lost to the Ducks in the opening round of pool play, but those two teams bounced back to end up getting second and third place. Yeah. And then Bremer got fourth. Yeah. Yeah. They really picked up uh, the pace. Like I think they just had a, like a weird start, obviously the morning, right. you know, and like our match was pretty aggressive and stuff and we took advantage of some of the mistakes. So, um, and like, I'm not sure what happened in the Ducks match, uh, but yeah, like Des Moines pulled it together for quarterfinal play and, had to play each other in the semis and yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> That's funny. And then like thinking of the rest of the tournament on the field, everything looked awesome, but let's get to the real meat and potatoes here. After the final whistle, how was downtown Iowa city? Dude, it you, was... have, you have some stories that you can share. <laughs> um, Who's your crew? Well, it was mostly me, Deandre, Devin Fishback, uh, Vic, Shelly, who is kind of like our rugby groupie, <laughs> and uh, Nico. And then we were hanging out with like a bunch of the Iowa City guys, like Nick and uh, Mike and Ian, uh, Daly. Uh, James there? Of course, James was there. <laughs> Being his good old weird self. I love it. <laughs> that guy brings so much good energy. Um, and we hopped in and played tug of war, or we're not playing, I guess, but participated in tug of war, made it all the way to the championship round with the Iowa Ducks. And uh, we had to go against a I like a uh, highly competitive, like tug of war team, like people that actually do this for fun and like <laughs> former Iowa football guys. And so like, they travel the country looking for tug of war competitions. Well, no, these guys are from like Iowa city area. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like, we actually like gave them a pretty good fight and we were starting to pull them back and we had like two guys slip in our group and then they oh. just yanked us forward and they sliced my finger open from that. Oh, you were <laughs> so beat up. Uh, that reminds me, did you ever watch squid games? Oh, yeah. Did you use the technique that the old man had? No. <laughs> That's why you guys lost. That must have been it. <laughs> if that was Squid Game, you'd all be dead. Duck games. <laughs> <laughs> Duck games. No, the tug of war thing was fun. And they drew like a really big crowd for that, too. Like a bunch of people came and watched it. Oh, I saw the Instagram live. I mean, it looked like the street was packed. They had the little sand pit there. Yeah. And like it was shoulder to shoulder. And like people were going nuts. Yeah. Right? And, and like, you could drink on the street, right? Yeah. So like when you go to block party, you pay for a wristband and they give you a cup and then you can take that cup anywhere within like, you know, the block limits mm. and you get a discount on like beer and stuff like that at every bar. So right. you might get like a dollar or two off a draw or like a mixer or whatever. And then you could go to like a different bar and, and like walk the streets with it. And it was really cool too. Cause they had like so much other stuff going on, like bands, they had wrestling, 
uh, yeah. which was awesome. <laughs> uh, they had a drag show going on. There was like mm-hmm. just all sorts of crazy stuff that was happening. It was oh. a ton of fun. Like we, we spent a lot of time bar hopping and I did get kind of annoyed for a little bit because like we were like at one place for like maybe five, 10 minutes and we had to go to a different place. And then this place and it's just back and forth. I'm just like, ah, like, Phil, your age is showing. I know. Your first rugby <laughs> tournament at 30 years old, you're finally like, guys, can we just sit down and talk? I don't want, like, I just want to sit in one place all night with my friends. It's too loud. Welcome to 30 plus. So it was me and Devin were complaining about the one place and we're like, the old, we were the older guys in the group. We're like, God, it's way too loud in here. <laughs> Oh my God, I have another person that can join me where we just sit at one place all night where it's real quiet. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. And speaking of wrestling too, I know he was really excited to talk about it and that's why he's not here tonight. Javi, our producer, he went to Algona yeah. to watch an independent wrestling show and they actually threw him around a little bit. Yeah, I they, saw that. They did a vertical, or no, a Northern Lights, uh, no, it was a fisherman suplex. That's where, it's like a vertical suplex, but you pull the one leg up and then they had him jump off the top rope and then they taught him how to do a backdrop and it's kind of funny he posted that but yeah that's why he's not with us tonight because he got into the wrestling and i know he wants to share that story so maybe i'll i'll just leave it there so then he yeah can... let him talk about it a little bit but yeah no i saw the videos it looked fun <laughs> yeah. and I, I mean i'm not gonna say i'm jealous but like if i didn't go into teaching i probably would be a professional wrestler of course right now, but whatever <laughs> for another time but to put a bow on Iowa City 7s, Block Party 7s, uh, scale 1 to 10, what would oh, you give it? I'd give it a 10, 100%. I loved it. I mean, I've always enjoyed going. So, And, like, he topped it from last year. You expect him to top it again next year? I don't – Yeah, I mean, I would assume they will, but that's going to be hard. They're just setting that bar higher yeah. and higher and higher. So, And what I love, too, so they had the men's division and the women's division. Yeah. And they interviewed daily, and they said – like the day of, like, what's next? And he said how they had a high school division, but a couple of teams, he was trying to get teams from out of state, and it's really hard to get the Iowa teams involved because, again, kids are out for summer, softball, baseball, summer jobs, football camps. It's just hard to get them back together. So he wanted to have a high school division, and then he also wants to do – a premier side and a social side for men's and women's. Yeah. And then maybe even uh, Ian mentioned this, uh, maybe a 220 plus division for big boys. That'd be awesome. Or basically, hey, let's get all the big guys out of the competitive or social side. And again, that would take so, and like maybe you would have to combine teams, like clubs combining to make sure, hey, all of our little guys are going to go together. All of our big guys are going to go together, whatever it may be. But it sounds like the big emphasis is separating social from competitive and also getting that high school division in there. And one thing that they're competing with is Lakefront Sevens, which there was a boys team from Iowa that went up there. And then last week there was Bloodfest Sevens where Mm. the boys, Iowa Youth Rugby Association select side went to that. And the Hawkettes, the girls high school select side team in Iowa, they also went to Bloodfest Sevens. And so those teams exist. Daily wants to get them at the block party and they're going to compete with lakefront but the way things are going with iowa city it's a more central location i think they've got a chance to do it oh i know yeah and like yeah just the way they operate everything and like like i said for how well they ran that and like if they can just kind of get that word out and get other teams that are like from out of state which they they had a handful of teams that were from out of state Mm -hmm. already but if they can continue to do that i don't see why it couldn't be as big if not bigger right and so i think with that being said i kind of want to focus now on 
high school sevens and high school select sides because there's a lot of great high school select side opportunities going on. And the first person I want to talk to is a former player of mine, Liberty Cawthorn. Yeah. So let's give her a call. All right. That sounds good to me. Uh, I'm going to, I'll, I'll play the music. All right. Play yeah. that. Right. Mr. Great. Play that music. Okay. What? <laughs> hold on. What button is it? Wait. And we have with us here, Liberty Cawthorn. Hey, it's Mr. Gray in Philly V. How's it going? Good. Liberty, you are a recent graduate from Roosevelt High School. You're a current member of the Iowa Hawkettes. You're a future member of the Aquinas Women's Varsity Rugby Program. You have a trip to Ireland coming up. And you just competed in Bloodfest Sevens. Like, how do you manage all of this rugby stuff after just graduating high school? Well, it's not hard. I love rugby, so it's basically all I do. <laughs> and you're glad to do it, it sounds like. Yeah, I'm so glad. I love it. Yeah. And all my friends do it, too, so it makes it good, too. That makes it really fun, also. And so... The last thing you competed in was the the Bloodfest Sevens down in Austin, Texas. What was that like playing with a bunch of players that normally are your opponents? Um, at first, it could be a little awkward, but we all became friends because we are teammates now. We're no longer opponents, so and we had a room together, so we made a bunch of new friends, and it was fun. Nice. Did you guys get a chance to practice quite a few times um, before you guys went to Bloodfest, or was it like, you know, how much like time did you guys get to work together before you made that trip? Um, we practiced together four times and two for two hours. Wow, that's that's pretty crazy too to think like you traveled all the way from Iowa down to Texas, and you guys ended up going four and zero, and you guys were the Bloodfest Sevens champions, right? Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, that's pretty wild. You guys only practiced like a handful of times, you know, probably, I mean, like probably had some tenacity together, but like, you know, only being getting that much like work together, and then going in and just winning the whole thing. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a question. Phil. I know I was just, you know, making a compliment, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Proud of you. No, it's, and it's really cool to see like, all these other girls from other teams get together and play and represent Iowa. I think it's a huge testament to like what is happening in Iowa right now. Were other teams surprised how good the Iowa girls are? Um, I think so. I think they didn't think we would be quite as good as maybe we were because we are from Iowa and they're from, they're all like local there teams were gotcha so they all think like oh we're from texas we're better than you iowa people and you're like nah that ain't it yeah yeah we were like nah <laughs> <laughs> so you're heading to aquinas it's a brand new varsity program uh where's that at um it's in grand rapids michigan nice and how did you end up picking Aquinas over. I know you were talking to a few different schools across the country. There's a lot of new women's varsity programs opening up. 
How did Aquinas take the top spot? What did it for you? Um, I really liked the coach, Laura, and she seemed really adamant about having me. And when I went to a visit, I saw the campus, and it was very pretty. I really loved it up there. It was very peaceful. Nice. So a big change from being at Roosevelt in Des Moines to going up there to Grand Rapids, Michigan? Yeah. Nice. And do you know anybody that's up there, like any other rugby players or anybody just going to school up there, or is it just a completely fresh new start for you? Um, I know two people going there. Um, Genesis, you know her. Yeah, Genesis. She's she nice. played for Roosevelt. <laughs> yes. She's my bud. <laughs> Say, when do you She's have... Bad. Oh, sorry. I oh, didn't. What? She has another friend. I, she's gonna I, name I, Phil. Oh, Don't okay. interrupt. <laughs> Keep sorry. going, Liberty. Um, and Maddie. She played for Ankeny. She's gonna be my roommate. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, now ask no, a question, gonna, Phil. Okay. No, I was just curious. Uh, when do you guys need to go up to Grand Rapids to like start practicing and stuff like that? Because like you guys will probably start before classes start, won't you? Oh, nice. Nice. I'm not completely sure, though. (laughs) I usually get all my information from Genesis. (laughs) So it's a good thing she's going up there with you to kind of help you out a little bit. You know, it's always good having someone look out for you. Yes, yeah. (laughs) I feel like, too, on the field, too, Genesis, she's kind of like, I remember when you guys played together, you know, you were the distributor, you were making things happen, and Genesis was like, the enforcer, roughing people up, you know? And so she'd have your back on the field and now off the field. Yeah. Yeah, Genesis, she'd kill people. Oh, yeah, that helps too. So what are you most excited about uh, going to college? Um, Meeting new people, and I'm excited to go to my class, actually. I'm excited for my class. What's your major? I'm going to major in environmental science. Nice. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah, my old roommate did that. Yeah. Nice. And then before you head to college, you still are hanging around Des Moines here. You come to Wombat's practice every once in a while to break some ankles and tear some <laughs> Old guy's bicep. <laughs> Sorry, Eric Nichols, you're not old. I love you. Um, how come you hurt everybody when you come to a Wombats practice? Hey, um, I didn't tear the guy's bicep, actually. But you were there. It just, yeah, I was there. I just, I witnessed it. It wasn't me. <laughs> I don't know. It seems kind of like a weird coincidence, though, because Chris hurt his knee at practice when you showed up last Wednesday, too. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And then the Valley kid, that boy from Valley, you did break his ankle. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you cut him up bad and no. he didn't He didn't come back. <laughs> he did not come back. I felt bad. It wasn't really my fault, but. No. But you got to, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so practicing a little bit with our men's team here, kind of showing people how to do some stuff, but also you have a trip to Ireland coming up? What's that all about? Um, I'm going to Ireland for ERA, 
and we're going to play in a, a tournament there for two weeks. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. And so you were selected for that. That's a It's a big honor to be selected. And then the fact that you get to go play out of the country, uh, especially at such a young age, so many people never get that opportunity. Uh, that's awesome. What are, you, what are you looking forward to most on this trip to Ireland? Um, really just seeing Ireland and like leaving the country and like it's a new experience. And um, they do, I do know a few people going, so I think I'm going to have fun already because, like, I know a couple people already. Nice. Are they from the Hawkettes or are they from other states? Where are they from? Um, Emma Schaefer, she played for Southeast Polk. She's going with. Nice. Yep, and I know, I know a few girls from Thunderbirds. They're going. Nice. Too. Because is that how you were selected, was through the Thunderbirds program? Um, I don't know. Because I went to a <laughs> camp with Kelsey, and I think Kelsey had some good input. And and I and I did see them at, um, I did see them at Florida for Thunderbirds, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> gotcha. Well, pretty much it just seems like wherever you go, you play really good rugby, and people notice, so... Wherever someone saw it and they're like, we need this girl on our team. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's what. No, I I remember. I still remember the first time Jeremy and I came to practice for Roosevelt to coach, and I think it was your sophomore year. And we mm-hmm. looked at each other like we have no idea what to do with the lineup. And Ava Denner was kind of like the only person we knew coming into it because she was kind of like the person yeah. who got me to like get over there. And it was like, okay, cool. She's fly half. And then we look at the rest of you girls like, wow, they're really athletic and they can play. Okay, who plays what? And then we saw you pass the ball once in like the opening drills of like our big mics or whatever. And like you pass the ball so well. And we're like, let's just put her at scrum half and and then we'll figure it out later. Like we'll just start there. We'll get back to it later. And you never moved from scrum half. I know. I haven't. Just you were really good at passing way better than everybody else on day one. And uh, it stuck. (laughs) It did stick. I like filming. You played a little wing out in those like select side camps or uh, a few things. What did you like? Do you like scrum half more than wing and why? Well, for wing, basically, I don't know. You just, get the ball like once and then run and then get tackled <laughs> and then it goes all the way to the other part of the field and then so you're just stuck over there for like the longest time waiting for the ball again <laughs> but with scrum half you're always touching the ball and you're always involved and you kind of like direct players and because you can see like a lot of the field yeah and that's another thing you do really well is read the field and either set people up or set yourself up. And I'm sure, cause you went straight from sevens to your first ever 15s experience was at wing. And so you go from like being in the action every single second in sevens to playing 15s for the first time on the wing. You were probably bored out of your mind yeah. for 80 minutes. Yeah, it was, it was kind of boring. <laughs> are, you, are you getting recruited to play wing or are you going to get a chance to play scrum half in college or are you not really sure yet? 
Oh, nice. All right. Nice. That's awesome. And yeah, I'm excited to see what you do and what Laura does with that program up in Aquinas. Like I said, a lot, of, a lot of new varsity programs and just to see kind of how she's building that roster. Do you know of any teams or like a conference or a schedule for next fall or what that looks like at all? Um, I know we play schools like around us. So like, um, I'm pretty sure Queen. Okay. I think we play Queen. I'm not, I'm not completely sure though. Again, I get all my information from Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> Should have called her. I knew it. No, <laughs> I think we heard through the. I think we heard through the grapevine. You guys might be getting to play you uh, and I's women's team, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So apparently, uh, Laura's trying to get a game scheduled in Iowa with, or no, it's like at Queens, like in the middle or whatever, to for us to either play you and I or Iowa State. Oh. Nice. And what's awesome is all those coaches, they're all friends with each other. And that's what's cool is the, they, they all know each other. And and so that'd be cool to see them play. And then there's so many girls from the high school league that are playing for Iowa, you and I, Iowa State, and now going to these varsity programs. So it'd be like a big reunion of like Hawkeyes if you guys yeah. all got together and played against each other. That'd be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Yeah, Phil said he I, might come to watch. Liberty, are you still there? Yeah. Oh, it sounded like it was cutting out a little bit. We're like, oh, no, did we just lose here? Yeah, it cut out. Oh, no. um, but, yeah, no, it'd be really cool uh, to see all see the Hawkeyes all play each other in college. So, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. And do you yeah. know, going back to Bloodfest 7s, because that's what inspired us to give you a call to kind of find out what was going on, who are some other girls that you played with from the Iowa High School League? Like, what – what teams do they play for? What are their names? And what colleges are they going to, if you know? Um, I know Hannah Roth. She went. She played for Norwalk, and she's going to UNI. Nice. And I know – hold on. I forget who's on my – I have to look at a group picture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know Ivy. Ivy Lawson. She played for Roosevelt, too. Rough Riders. Yeah, riders. And that's pretty much it on the seven team I know of. Because the rest are like sophomores. And oh, gotcha. Weren't there some sophomores from like, there was from Waverly and then from Southeast Polk? Like. Yeah. Um, Madison from Waverly. She's a beast. She's from Waverly. <laughs> I think they're going to be really good the next few Well, no, they already are good, but I think they're going to have a title. Yeah, I think it, they're they're going to be up there competing for it. Definitely knowing, like, their coaches. And they have a bunch of youth programs going on right now. And, if yeah, she's only a sophomore going into her junior year. I think she'll be a very good leader for that Waverly team. Yeah, she's really good. And Schaefer... Emma, she goes to Southeast Polk. She's a junior. Nice. She's going to with me. You know, it's always so weird with the high school team selects teams because, like, you were mentioning, like, seniors. stuff. I always assume it's seniors that are on selects. It's kind of crazy that you got sophomores and juniors 
playing high school selects and playing high level rugby already. Yeah. It's kind of good to grow, grow the community. Definitely. Cause then those girls can go back to their teams in Iowa and like you've seen other States and like, Hey, we're pretty good at this. We should probably keep playing and play in college and do these higher level opportunities. And again, it proves like the Hawkeyes, every time you girls get together, you win. I think the record now, what is like 49 and three, 47 and three, something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. What is that for a percentage? You're the math guy. Uh, really good. <laughs> really good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, I actually have a quick question for you. It'd be more like a shout out for somebody, I guess, but so you're going to Aquinas in Michigan, you know, new varsity program. Is there any girl that you've played with or played against that you would love to see uh, go to Aquinas and join you on the field there? Like any girl? Yeah. Probably my friend Ivy. She played for us, though. She's been to Iowa State, but I'd love to have her in Aquinas. Do you ever try to get her to change her mind, or do you guys ever talk about that? Yeah, yeah I've tried, but... Uh, she doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's going to be crazy, too. You two are, like, uh, like on the field, off the field, always. It just seemed like side by side. Is that going to be weird, being up at uh, it, different schools? It is going to be weird. Because, like, I know Ivy's, like, on every move, like, on the field. Like, I think we read each other very nicely. <laughs> yeah, as coaches, that always made it really easy because – the way you two played off of each other made it like we knew what you were going to do too, because it was like, you guys just clicked. You like worked as one. So having you at like scrum half and then she'd be in at like either fly or center and just like working off of each other was really fun to watch. And then defensively, like there was no, no girl was getting through the gap of you two. Yeah. going to miss that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, You'll definitely have to make the most of it this summer before you head off to Ireland and then head off to Michigan. And so, yeah, Liberty, thank you for joining us and kind of talking to us about the high school girls select side with Hawkettes and basically what you're doing for college and then uh, ERA and just all the things and good luck with everything. Just proud of what you're yeah, doing and keep you. it going. I will. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up with you later. We'll probably see you at yeah, practice sometime. Practice, yeah. Yeah, you're at practice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you later. All right, thank you. Bye. All right, and that was Liberty Cawthorn. She, again, is a former Roosevelt Rough Rider, two-time state champion, two-time runner-up, four times in her high school career. Every year in high school, she was in the state championship match. She also was league MVP her senior year. She had the award. She got a $500 scholarship from the Iowa Youth Rugby Association her senior year. She's going to play varsity rugby at Aquinas. A hockey at the last three years. They win every game they play in pretty much. She's going to Ireland. I mean, she's done more in four years of rugby than the two of us have done in 22 yeah. years combined. I was just going to say um, a way more impressive resume than I'll ever have. <laughs> hey, we have second place D3 medals. Yeah, that's about it. That's about <laughs> it. That's 
you oh. know, hey, we'll we'll hang him up. But her future is bright. I mean, yeah. she's got all of her college. She's playing at a high level. And I don't know, as a coach, it's really cool to see. I love how that interview started too. And she just said that, like, I, I list off all these things. I'm like, man, how do you, you know, you're so busy with rugby. And she's like, I love it. And all my friends do it. And like the fact that she loves this sport as much as we do, maybe even more, and all these doors and possibilities are opening. She's a high school recent graduate going to Ireland. There's no way yeah. I, me at 18 years old, I'm going to Ireland for any reason. Yeah. Like she was handpicked to go because she's good at it. And then she also gets to visit another country, represent our country and get better. And it just all feeds into itself. So I think as a coach to, to hear someone say that they, you know, love it and that's why they do it. Cause I feel like sometimes kids get involved in sports mm. and their parents push them and they're like, you got to do this. You got to do this. And I know as a coach, I was like, Hey, you should do this all-star thing. You should do hockey. You should. No, I was putting the opportunity there and she ran with it. It wasn't like, Oh, I have to do this. If I know, like, so that makes me happy. Yeah, no. And like from like conversations like we've had with her before in the past, like she also has like a really good support system. Like her family's very supportive and encouraging for her. And like, obviously having you and Jeremy being supportive and pushing her and like Emily Gearden was yeah, a coach Gearden, as well. Yeah. And yeah. then Kelsey obviously helping out with Hawkeyes. Like yeah. she's got Joe the right with the Hawkeyes. Yeah. So like, she's got the right people around her to help her be successful too. And obviously the motivation to be successful. So, and did you know her mom and grandma at the state championship tournament made like big head fat heads <laughs> custom made for her and Ivy and some of the other girls. So they had these massive, like, four foot heads of Liberty and Ivy and some of the other girls. And they're in the crowd, just up in Waterloo. Like, oh, are they, are are they the cowbell people too? Oh, they had cowbells too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Roosevelt crowd. They, the Roosevelt parents, they go hard. Like they love their girls rugby program. Well, isn't it? I mean, like not to, you know, um, build me up, build me up too much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know stroke my ego. Yeah. Give it a good stroke. I need, a, I need to humble you at some point though. Yeah, but, uh, Don't worry, life will get me down. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> but isn't Roosevelt like his the girls like rugby team, you know, won a state title and like, you know, runner up, like just successful program. Isn't it one of the more successful programs for Roosevelt high school sports in general? Yeah, you know, when you think of recent success, especially, yeah. I mean Roosevelt's been around for a hundred years now. Yeah. So they've had successful programs in the past, but I mean if you think in the last 10, 20 years consistently making a state playoff and obviously the pool of teams is much smaller in girls rugby, but still to be in that championship game four years in a row. And the fact that we've sent now in the past three years, we've sent 10 different girls to college and four of them have gone to varsity programs. I think that's a huge testament to like what the girls in the community, not just to say myself and Jeremy and Emily, but like, as a community to buy in and help mm -hmm. support these girls, the percentage of girls, you know, you only graduate three to five girls a year. So in three years, let's just say at the high end, we've had 15 girls come through our program and leave over the last three years. 10 of them are in college playing yeah. four of them at a varsity level. That percentage is insane. Find me a football program, find me a high school basketball program, baseball program that puts up numbers, two thirds of their girls or boys go to college for a sport. And also I just read from Goff rugby report, Title IX, which, oh, don't want to get too political, Phil. Mm. Title IX, the last bill or law 
for gender equality. Ooh, might have to cut that part out. <laughs> oh, tough times. But Got Rugby Report wrote, Title IX actually, they're looking at rugby as a way to increase female sports because the participation, because football takes such a large number of scholarships mm. and playing opportunities for the men that they're struggling to find female opportunities to match the men's sports. Rugby is becoming a key varsity sport to even the playing field for women in college athletics. How cool is that? That is actually pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, we it's our whole goal, you know, is to see the game grow and that could potentially be a great way to help it grow, you know, especially on the women's side. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, there's a lot of high level opportunities out there for women Liberty, good luck at everything you're going to be doing. And speaking of high-level opportunities, you know, the MLR championship was just this past weekend. The MLR draft is coming up. Mm -hmm. And on Fox Sports 2, there's going to be an event coming up where guys can showcase their abilities. What is that? What's what's happening? Yeah, so uh, if people haven't heard of it, it's called the uh, Collegiate Rugby Shield. Uh, it's essentially similar to, like, a senior bowl. So, like, you take some of the best players in the country, like All-Americans and stuff like that, and you put them all on, like, two different teams, and then they play each other. So, essentially, what this is is a college rugby all-star competition, and it's going to be held at Zion's Bank Stadium in Utah. So, is that where the Utah Warriors play? Yep. Yeah. Um, and this is just an opportunity for, like, these guys to showcase their skills, and there's going to be MLR prospects there, and, like, it could increase their draft value or at least, you know, get them a better look and hopefully they get the opportunity to get drafted by the MLR at the very least, get hooked up with a really high-level D1 program, and then maybe make that next step into MLR or even as a USA Eagle. So it's not just – and you think about it too, it's one game, but, I mean, they're going to be there practicing. They're yeah. going to be – all the MLR coaches, like you said, Division One senior side clubs are going to be there. Yeah. And when I look at the roster of players – it's not just your Lindenwoods and your Lifes and your varsity programs. You know, I'm seeing uh, Division Two guys from Thomas Moore that the University of Northern yeah. Iowa played. Do you remember watching that? And that that eight man? man, yeah, he's, he's on there. there. I yeah. saw that. Oh my yeah. god, dude! Even in this photo, he's massive. I mean, no. you do have those guys from those big programs like Army, and yeah. but then I see like Central Michigan, Bowling Green, Kansas. Are there guys from Iowa that are going to be in this? Yeah, it's actually pretty wild. We have a couple of Iowa guys that are going to be uh, at the um, Collegiate Rugby Shield event. Uh, oh, I see it now. I had to scroll down a little yeah. bit. Okay. Yeah, so uh, ISU is actually sending three guys. They got Yay. Yeah, good job, Ant. Uh, we got Mark Murphy. He's a back row guy. He's a pretty big dude. Uh, we got Brandon Carnes, who's a prop. And then we got Owen McGovern that's a center. So they got two forwards and a backline guy going. And then from you and I, our All-American hooker, uh, Kale Bullen, is going to be uh, going as well. So we're really excited to see these guys ball out, and hopefully they, you know, get some good looks and potentially end up in that draft. Oh, that would be awesome. I, I feel, and we've said it on this podcast before, Iowa is a breeding ground for rugby players. We are going to see more and more yeah. Iowa guys playing at higher levels. And the fact that they're even here. It's going to be really hard to get drafted to MLR, but MLR, you look at the rosters, they go through 40, 50 dudes. Yeah. They have to be deep. And so even though only, you know, 13, 26, 39 guys, I think are going to get drafted, 
there's going to be tons of guys that are going to be on people's radar. So the fact that they're even on the radar at this camp, they're going to make connections, they're going to be seen, that's huge. And it's going to open the door for other non-varsity programs, especially locally here. And I know they're going to represent Iowa well. I mean, I see this picture of Caleb. He has the same tattoo on his leg as us, but his Panther crest, he has trees behind it. Yeah, I saw that. That's really cool. That's really cool. Pretty sure he got that done by the same tattoo artist that I go to. Nice. Yeah, pretty sure. Do you want to give that tattoo artist oh, a shout-out? Chase out? Kilmer, or maybe it was Alex Vance. It's one of those two guys. So. What's their shop called? It's uh, It used to be Studio 938 in Waterloo, but now it's the finishing touch. It's on the hill. It's like oh, a barbershop right. slash tattoo shop. It's really cool. Um you guys can send us money for that ad later. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. It was for free. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's awesome. And we're going to have Caleb on later this summer. We want to give him the opportunity to focus on all these awesome things coming up. We don't really want to bother him as he preps for this. But eventually, after all the dust settles, uh, we're going to get him yeah. in. Hopefully in the studio, or maybe we'll drive up there. Yeah. But he's a good kid. Because he's, he's got this, and then he's also going to be doing the uh, combine. There's a couple of you and I guys that are doing the combine. Oh, up in Madison yep. on July 30th. Uh, Yeah, July yeah. 30th. July yeah. 30th. So the combine in Madison, Wisconsin, which I swear, I, I keep saying it, before the draft, I feel like they have to announce an expansion team. You would, I wonder if they will. <sighs> like, Or maybe they just know that there's so much talent in the Midwest, and it's hard for them to identify the talent because you got three teams in Texas, you got multiple teams in California, Utah, and then the East Coast. There's nothing in the Midwest, and maybe it's not so much of we're going to put a team here yet, but it's like we need to pull this talent out to the coast and south. I don't know. Well, it, there's going to be an expansion team. They're doing a pretty good job keeping it under the wraps because I haven't really seen a ton of stuff about it. You're still on the Reddit thread, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> but the thing is, too, like – and we will get into the MLR final on Friday's episode. I want to make sure people have the chance to watch the rewatch because, you know, almost everybody was at a sevens event on Saturday, unless you were painting a nursery and you were stuck at home. <laughs> and um, a baby coming very, very, very soon. Yeah. Oh, no, we got to go now, Phil. <laughs> Grab the go bag. No, um, Phil and I aren't having a baby, but uh, the way I said it, it may sound like it was our baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But no, there's there's so many things happening, and I just feel like with the Gilgronis and the Giltinis, I don't know how that's going to mess things up. People seem very negative about, like, how does the league move forward? But I think it just it just does. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to change how much I watch. I mean, I guess I don't live in Austin or L.A., so it doesn't really – when they were knocked out of the playoffs, it wasn't like I was like, oh, boo-hoo. But mm. I, hope, I hope we see more teams because then that means everybody moves up the ladder – you know, yeah. and then more local guys will get an opportunity. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. And so, I don't know. You got anything else, Phil? I think kind of covered. I mean, Friday, we're going to take a look at, oh, we had a a question sent in by a listener that we're going to dive into for some club rugby ideas. And then also we're going to talk about the Stalemate Street League. We're going to talk to Casey Hansen, who is the leader, the coach of the Iowa High School Select Side team. Mm-hmm. They played in Lakefront and Bloodfest. And then we'll recap the MLR. And yeah, we'll go from yeah, there. So be good. I think we got everything covered today. So you rest your voice. And hopefully by Friday, your voice is back. I'm going to take a wild guess and say it's probably just as bad, if not worse. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Let me. Uh, so wait, do I. Wait, I click and then. 
Wait. Maybe you drag it or something. Beep, bop, boop, boop, beep, beep. Okay, I think I got it. Okay. Uh, Phil, I'm going to play the music. <laughs> 